Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast dedicated to teaching, sharing, and learning the game. Thanks for joining me today. I'm your host, Steve Kramer of Kramer Basketball and the Coach's Edge. And as you know, the Coach's Edge is live this week. Coach'sEdge.coach. You can register. You can become a member of the Coach's Edge, our coaching community, different coaches striving to learn more about the game, to become better coaches, to serve and help one another. We are all getting better within the Coach's Edge. So you should join us. Go to coachesedge.coach to learn more and to register. If you have questions besides that, please reach out to me, contact at kramerbasketball.com. I would love to have a conversation with you, whether that's through email, phone call, Zoom, and show you what we all have in store inside of the Coach's Edge, kind of give you a personal sneak peek at the back end of it. Everything that our coaches get access to, you get to meet me a little bit. Uh, as well. So happy to do that if you're kind of on the fence of whether you think this would be a great fit. With that in mind, I want to touch on player development in this specific episode as we're near the end of July and many coaches are going to gear into, okay, if we don't have a fall athlete, um, what are some things that we can do within our small group workouts? And you'll probably hear a lot of birds in the background. This is a beautiful day today. The geese, the birds are chirping. It should be like a background for more podcasts, I think. I, would, I wouldn't mind it. So I hope you're not annoyed by that. Um, but we're also looking forward to getting more interviews and uh, everything from kind of some of what we've usually done in the past once we get into mid-August um, we have a couple really good interviews already lined up uh, with some coaches that I'm excited to share with you once the fall gets rolling so with that said talking about player development and some things that coaches want to keep in mind when they're planning a small group workout you know in a small group I'm, I'm thinking with many of the rules and various states four players or less per workout and Overall, we need to establish what's going to be the, the goal of this workout. And I like to break it down into three main categories. Is this time that you're spending with your players going to be mostly teaching? Is it going to be mostly training? Or is it going to be mostly competing? And I will say that all like a good practice is going to have some of all three of those things. Um, But you can really go heavy into one of those different categories during the off season. Obviously development being a big one. Um, There might be, you know, much more from the teaching and training standpoint than playing. Right. But you could also have a small group workout and say, Hey, for an hour, we're just going to compete and it's all going to be, one-on-one, two-on-one, two-on-two, whatever you might have. Like we just did a workout a few days ago with a handful of college guys and there were four of us in the gym. And I knew that, you know, these guys specifically didn't get the chance to work out with each other a whole lot uh, within this past year. Um, They're high caliber players, you know, being college players. And I also was excited to work with them because I don't get the chance to work out with them that much anymore because, you know, I'm traveling around. They're not in high school anymore. They're, you know, going to their school, playing for their college team. And so I want really wanted to have them compete. And, you know, they all have 
very different strengths and weaknesses um, because of their skill sets, body types, and all that good stuff. Um, And so I wanted to put them in a variety of different competitions that were going to have to showcase, you know, some of those strengths and weaknesses in their game. And so we worked out for two hours. And out of two hours, I think we spent between five and 10 minutes doing a finishing warm up. We worked on a couple different finishes with some dummy defense. And then we went live for about an hour and 50 minutes with some drink breaks thrown in. I mean, high intensity, just going, 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 short break, high intensity, short break high intensity having these guys play 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 and they liked it they were gassed and from if you were to break this workout down from a teaching training competing standpoint it was a competing workout with short bits of teaching thrown in and if you want to call it training really the only training as far as skill type work we did without competing was five to 10 minutes in the beginning. And that was our workout. Now, is that the right way to do it? Yeah, but there's a lot of right ways to do something, right? And, and depending on what the goal is for you and your players, you need to plan accordingly. You may be working with a player who it's the off season, they're not playing a fall sport, you have more time to make some tweaks to their shot. So that workout is probably going to be much more teaching and training focused than it is competing. In fact, you might have a workout where it's pretty light and and the kid might not feel like they've done a whole lot, but it was more like you're you're explaining to them. And if, if there's a big change that needs to be made, here's the thing. Kids want to understand the why. And rightfully so. But in order for people to understand the why, it takes a little more communication. It can't just be, hey, you're missing shots, do it this way. And then your player's just like, okay. If they don't understand why, if they don't understand why, how is it going to sink in? And so that requires more communication on our part to make sure that it is sinking in, that they could they could teach it back to us if we asked them to. They could explain it back to us what they're trying to do because when we do it that way, they're much more likely to be able to work on those things on their own. And let's be honest, that's when players are made. It's when they're doing things on their own. So maybe you have two workouts a week this fall and because you're in the gym with that player, it is much more teaching focused. But you're telling that player, hey, I know you're coming in two more times this week when I'm not going to be around. So I'm going to give you all the teaching that I can during the two hours that we spend together because there's going to be those other workouts when we're not together. And that's when you're going to be training, 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 doing the things that we worked on. And, you know, that's if there was something that I disagree with with certain coaches sometimes is, They'll think that everything in the off season has to be this perfect plan and certain percentages. And and to me, if, if, if I know I'm working with a serious player, I know that they're going to be practicing a lot on their own. So I just want to give them an idea of what to practice on their own later on. I don't have to be there all the time, and I shouldn't be. Right? It's their game. They're the ones trying to 
to develop. It's on them. So during the time that we have, I, I want to teach. I want to teach. I want to teach. And, and that's a big part of what we do at our camps is teaching, training. And then we sprinkle in our, our competition, our live play, uh, so kids can get a feel of what that would actually look like in a game when they're trying to do it. But it's it's a lot of small-sided, one-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-three, um, because, listen, you can go to any camp and everybody rolls the ball out and play five-on-five, and the, the kids leave, they got a good sweat in, they got a workout in, did they learn anything? Probably not. Did they actually get a lot of repetitions in and what they need to work on? Probably not. And that's not how we do things. We combine a, a ton of teaching, a ton of training, knowing that they're going to be competing and training a lot on their own to continue to improve their game. Um, so that's what's worked well with our camps and our clinics. But I know I'm in a different category than most of the varsity basketball coaches that are listening to this episode because when I hold a workout who are the players that are coming to my workout they're the serious players they're the ones that put in more time so knowing that they're putting in more time I tweak how we would instruct them accordingly so as a coach listening I'm not saying do it the way I do it I'm just giving you a reason why I do it the way I do and I think that's the biggest thing with coaching is do it a way that works for you and your kids and as long as you have a reason why you do it and that reason isn't well it's just the way we've always done it and that's the way my coach did it with me and like if that's the reason I mean you got to give me a better reason than that right your kids getting better they soaking in the information are you seeing them apply those things when you see them every Tuesday You can tell that they've worked on it from the last Tuesday that you were in the gym with them. I mean, that's that's what you want is that self-development. So ask yourself, what do your workouts, what are you trying to work on? Do you want your kids to have a a teaching-focused workout, a training-focused workout, a competing-focused workout, knowing that regardless of what workout you have planned, you're probably going to sprinkle in all three of those within, you know, a four-player workout anyway. But what's going to be the focus? And um, as long as you have a good reason why, that's going to help you put your plan in place for the amount of time to spend in those specific categories. And you have a reason for why you do it your way. And I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, you know, we have some coaches who like, you know, our guys aren't going to play a ton of basketball throughout the course of the year. They're not playing AU. They're playing, they're running track, they're playing baseball. So we want to make sure that when we do work out, there's a very much a competing focus because um, we think that's something that's going to stick if we did more of the teaching and training. And they're probably not going to work on as much on their own. But if they did, do a lot of that work on their own, then we our workouts would look a little bit differently and we do more of the teaching and training aspect of it so they can continue to do that on their own. There is, you just need a reason for why you're doing it the way that you're doing it. And knowing that the time of the year can also affect what type of focus that you're going to put on. Right now is still a great time for a lot of teaching and training because you have months and months and months before the season comes along where you're really trying to 
get into you know game shape i hope that i hope that made sense uh, i know i rambled here and there and, and probably went in a circle or two at at some point um but i i just think those are those are big you know teaching training competing you know what's your workout going to to look like and and maybe if you're working out with your your kids twice a week um you know one is more of a competition day and one is more of a teaching slash training day you know and maybe you you come in on a tuesday and if you have an hour and 15 minute workout you know maybe only 15 minutes of that is competing but then and the rest is teaching and training but when you come back on that thursday you're saying all right everything we did a lot of reps on a specific skill finishing for example we're going to review that for and, and reteach it for, say, 20 minutes. And now you got 55 minutes of competing and different variations of what the finishing might look like. I mean, that could be, you know, how you balance that. Um, with that said, the Coach's Edge membership is live and we are uploading. We had a really cool finishing school PDF with all of these drills it's like 30 pages of 1v1 2v1 2 2 on 2 drills um well we've recorded a ton of them on video and we are going to be putting those up for our coaches let's say they'll be ready by about a month from now late august so if you want access to everything that's inside the coach's edge and you know that what we've talked about in the past it's more than just hey you get a membership you get a username and password and you get all the resources. This is much more personalized. We have monthly meetings. We have, um, you know, emails that go out with all of our resources, a lot of our resources in there that we'll attach. Uh, we'll do presentations. We'll have guest speakers sometimes. Like tonight, I'm presenting on player development and somewhat of this theme that we're talking about, except I'm going to show some video and some drills uh, as, as well in our meeting. Um we are invested in you because as a Coach's Edge member, you've invested in us. And uh, we want to see all of our members succeed. So go to coachesedge.coach to register. We hope to, to see you on the inside. And as always, get after it today.